0: It's always a delight to speak to one of my former residence Life staff members, but even more so when they go into a field that is near and dear to my heart. So with no further ado, here we go.
1: You're listening to the Elevate Your Aid podcast, where we firmly believe that time management and productivity is just a matter of simple mathematics and prioritization.
0: Productivity guru and self-care ninja Chris McPeak will debunk your biggest time management limiting beliefs. It's time to hear from everyday people like you, sharing their tips and strategies for success, and learning how to incorporate small changes in your life in order to make the most of every hour in your day. If you're ready to prioritize, synthesize, and realize your daily needs and wants, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, podcaster, and wannabe 200 breaststroke national champion, Chris McPeak. Okay. Welcome back to the Elevate Your 8 podcast. I'm your host, Chris McPeak, and today on the show, second ever repeat guest on the Elevate Your 8 podcast. This is something to celebrate. My very good friend, former employee, and career advisor at Chico State University, Jeffrey B. Harrington. What is up, my friend?
1: Woo! I feel like we should insert applause right here. I know. Uh, you know what? Life is good. Life is really good. I'm happy and healthy despite the world ending.
0: Yes. Although the world hasn't ended yet.
1: Not yet. We're no. still in
0: it. And you Thank look goodness. good. No one can see you, but I, you know, you guys <laughs> take my word for it. Jeff looks really good.
1: Happy and healthy.
0: Parenthood suits you, my friend. It does. Oh, I love it better you than me. <laughs> okay, so let's talk a little bit about career services at Chico State. What is your role in this department, and how do you specifically contribute to graduates who are entering the workforce?
1: Great question. Um, my, most of my job is connecting students with the world of work. Okay. Uh, and so that comes in a ton of different formats. Uh, most, of, most of my job is confidence building for lack of a better term. Wow, so I love that. Yeah, it, and it's very real because a lot of students come in with a list of experiences that they don't know are worthwhile. Uh, something simple like babysitting or, you know, working as a part-time fill-in-the-blank and they've done it for six years but they just don't put it on their resume because I don't think it's important. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, 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 I do a lot of asking a lot of questions, which is great for me, I call myself yeah. a professional question asker, and then <laughs> it's kind of helping them you know craft a narrative about who they are, and then we put it together on a cover letter and a resume, and we talk about it in forms of practice interviews and help them kind of get to wherever it is they want to be and because I work with a ton of different students, I primarily work with the teachers, the school of education, communication students, and then the college of ag and that's kind of my my go to because that's my background as in education. Um, so all of our advisors work with different subgroups. And so a lot of my students want to go into some form of education, not all of them, but a lot of them. And so as someone who's been in the professional education world for almost 12 years, which feels like very short some days and other days, it feels like a month or a lifetime. Um, but yeah, so I, I work, I work with students on how to, how to figure out what their next step is after college. Um, and sometimes it's even part-time employment, but mostly it's like, holy moly, Jeff, now what? You know, yeah. Someone said I need a five-year plan and I don't know what that And I means.
0: don't have one, right? Yeah. <laughs> so how would you say, in particular, like this notion of career services at a university level, how would you say that industry, quote, end quote, is responding to the current pandemic and what's going on in the world?
1: Oh my goodness. Uh I see in some respects it's exactly the same, and others it's my world's flipped completely upside down. Yeah. Um, so, uh, as, as most, if not all, are right now, uh, I'm working from home and mm-hmm. I have been for the last six, seven weeks. And so, I'd say before I left in, let's say, late February, I probably saw 30 students a week um, in some form or fashion an appointment, a drop in appointment, a, mm-hmm. a, a practice interview, whatever. Um, and then we did career fairs. And I did a lot of like department um, meetings and other department. like I had a very full schedule. My schedule is completely different. Um, I would say like, I would, I'd love to say I see as many students as I used to, but I don't. And which is kind of great because now the students that I do see, I can encourage them to come back the same right. week three or four times. Uh, so before I might say, hey, you know, I'm booked out 10, 15 days, make an appointment in two weeks maybe they come back, maybe they don't, but now I can give awesome service because, you know, a list of reasons, but my my appointment schedule is a lot lighter. So I can see someone on Monday, give them like a homework assignment, see them on Wednesday, and then finish up on Friday and get like what normally would take me a month, maybe get done in five or six days. That's awesome. Uh, Which is really cool. It's very uh, intimate approach. And then I'm also, my, my passion is, sub-passion is technology, so I got the kind of green light to make a bunch of career development videos.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: and because they're, I, I don't know, my attention spans short, as a lot of students are, <laughs> uh, so all my videos are, like, under a minute or two. So it's just, like, it's rapid-fire content, it's changing every week, and then I'm just posting stuff on Instagram and our website, and I I just try, that's the thing that's brand new, because we, Career Services is pretty classic, like, career mm-hmm. fairs, resumes, cover letters, like it's, it's a lot of the same stuff I've been doing for 30 years. It hasn't been online career development videos. Like this is brand new. Yeah, uh, I'm recording with brand new software and new microphones and like this is all totally different. I, I imagine if, if we're still distance, career fairs will look totally different. Um, so that's kind of fun. I'm getting live dashboards through our vendors called Handshake, who does like all of our job posting. And oh, I can see like yeah. you guys do you all use that?
0: Um I wanna say we do, but I had an interview this morning with um, Tiffany Taylor. Do you remember her from Walking? She's working at handshake. She works at Handshake, yeah, yeah. So that's what you know, I think maybe we used to have Handshake and we don't anymore, or we just got it. I'll have to double check.
1: So uh, so I've been Tiffany. with them
0: a lot. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I just saw Tiffany back in December at a conference for uh, career centers. Oh, for, wow. It's called Impace and she was there and we hugged it out for minutes because we were just so excited to see each other from post-housing days.
0: Yeah, that is so fantastic.
1: Yeah, so, so, okay, so, fun, so you small used world.
0: to see lots of students. Now you see smaller numbers of students but you're seeing them on a more um I guess intimate level. You're able yeah. to like deep dive and and really get into their fears their needs all that kind of stuff right totally and what are the career development videos look like
1: oh awesome uh well i'm making one this i was was making one this morning okay um and so like one of the biggest thing one of the biggest in the last month i've seen research from handshake and nace which is like a, a governing body like an akuho or uh for those of you in college affairs types of worlds, it's like our, it's our industry. Right. Um, And so, so there's, they're putting out a lot of really current research. um, I'm seeing thousands of thousands of of schools being interviewed, hundreds, if not almost thousands now of employers being interviewed of what, what are they looking for? What are their biggest needs? And so one of the overwhelming like top three things I'm seeing students need are, uh, appointments with advisors so that they can see connections with employers, who's hiring and like feedback on their online presence, portfolio, resume yeah. cover letter, that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, and so I, not that this is drastically new information for us, but I didn't have a, a live pulse on who was hiring three months ago as, as strong as I do now, because I didn't need it. Uh right. booming economy, lots of jobs. People are like, yeah. oh, I'll pick and choose this one, or I'll turn down this job offer and wait for this one. Two, two, three months later, fast forward to May, 2020, people are like, hey, how do I take a remote part-time job in Nebraska right, right now? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so it's just, it's just different. But as someone with a, a highly privileged full-time job at a university, it's yes. kind of fun to watch and help And at the same time, it's super scary because a lot of my students, like I I teach a class, I'm teaching finance, and I'd say, I don't know, a large portion of my class, they are essential service workers working at restaurants, working at grocery stores. So their struggle is very real. So not Mm -hmm. to ignore that, because I think that's a lot of the world right now is they're laid off. I mean, I'm even talking with employers, recruiters who I used to talk to, and the recruiter themselves is laid off right now.
0: Oh, wow. That's insane.
1: It's a it's a weird, it's a weird place to be. Uh there is a there is a light at the end of the tunnel and we can see it. But some of us, I think a lot of students who I'm talking to have like, I don't have any money, I'm laid off. Like, I'm just trying to find a job once I graduate in twenty days. Right. Like now what? Is it so really that,
0: 20 days?
1: Yeah, less than that. Wow. We're finals week for us is next week and today's oh my the fourth. Gosh. So by the fifteenth or so, students will be done with school. Yeah which is exciting and terrifying yeah. <laughs> for so many students.
0: So you mentioned that a lot of students are currently in the essential businesses and a lot of like if they waited tables or if they were bartenders, they may not be working right now. Um, and so are they, how are they parlaying that if they are going to work into thinking about like, well, after I graduate from school, what am I going to do? And specifically, like, what do students seem the most concerned about? Do they seem concerned about keeping their current job or getting a new one?
1: Uh, Most students that I've talked with, and this is just my anecdotal firsthand experience, Mm -hmm. is they're, I think it's a mixture of both, to be totally honest. Some people have a job that can be sustained after graduation. And yeah, they make 14 bucks an hour, but at least it'll keep them afloat. And yeah. So they don't, they're not going to drop that unless they get something that's going to either pay more or be in a better area. Um, but I'd say a large portion of students are moving home after graduation and they're, they're, in our case, their Chico job or their, their college job, they're moving. And so they're right. done come, let's say June 1st. They'll be at home and they're going to be actively look, looking, if they haven't already, for career level employment, which hopefully will pay two or three times what they're making as a part-time student right. employee. Um, so with that, it, it totally depends on the industry. So like okay. there are some industries right now that are actively booming. Uh, data positions, accountants, uh, tech positions, education. People are actively hiring. Like I ran a report this morning because I knew we'd be talking and let me pull it up really quickly. Um, the, 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 the fun interface that I get to play with through dashboard. Um, just, here, let me pull this up should have been more prepared because it just logged me out. That's okay. <laughs> so rude. I guess that's the, the, the joys of editing later. You can cut this out if you need exactly, to. Exactly, yeah. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I'm just logging in. Um, there we go. So what I can see in this Handshake dashboard allows me to dive deep into questions that students are often asking. So I can, I can see in the last 5, 10, 20, 30 days how many employers with current or active jobs have posted since what date? Okay, So I can see that in the last 30 days right now, 447 different employers have posted jobs at Chico State for Chico State students and alumni. Um, Yeah, it's awesome. The biggest industry right now is K-12 education, healthcare, internet and software, government, higher ed, research. And within those, I can see of that, what percentage are full-time jobs, part-time jobs or internships. Like our biggest internships right now are in research, nonprofit stuff. Really? Or, yeah. Wow. Which is, which is fascinating. And then I can break it down and go deep into what, the, so industry and then employer title, part-time, full-time internships. Like right now, our, one of our big employers is a K-12 educator and they have posted in the last 30 days, 91 jobs.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: So it's, it's That's like incredible. A, I and not the name, but it's like a public charter school in California and they have a bunch of sites and they're hiring all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so that's a really cool thing. And then uh, I have I built a dashboard that shows me remote jobs for students. So people want to work remotely for I don't know big big solar companies or real estate or whatever. There's those types of positions. And one of my favorite is like 500 most recently posted jobs for Chico State students. So I can see all of their student um, hiring needs on a granular basis. Right. And I, I can't make this. Uh, I can't make this dashboard public, or else I would absolutely share it with students. But what I do is I just log on with them, share my screen, and then we can look at it together, and then nice. dive into that job, whatever whatever it is they're interested in. Yeah, which well, is you really know, helpful.
0: That sounds really helpful, though, that there are industries that are looking right now, and that there will be things for students to do when they are done with their education, assuming that they you know pursue that that particular industry.
1: Yeah, it all comes down to what they want. So Mm -hmm. if, if if you are really dead set on working in, let's say the automotive industry, but you can't find that job, are you willing to do a different type of job that will gain you wonderful skills in the meantime to where that that job does open, you can pivot and go back. I think that's huge.
0: So Let's say you're not talking to a student, but let's say that you have a friend who's been working in X industry for 10 years and they just get laid off. How would you position that need of to pivot or leverage their skills? Like, How would you work with somebody who has just lost their job and they feel stuck?
1: That's a good question. Um, after we got through the 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 counselor part of me that's like listening to someone's fears and 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 where they're going and how if they can survive and how much money they have to get to that next point yeah if if they were if they were stable like if they're like okay I've taken Jeff's finance class and I've done you know three to six months of I can I've saved and I'm I'm happy and healthy and I can figure out how to job search once we get past that then I think the first thing is if you have downtime. And you truly have downtime where you're not like struggling to find a part-time job and you're just actively searching for work. So right. a lot of a lot of those um, a lot of those people can actively be working on their job search skills. And so for us, like if you're a student of Chicago State, you have free access to LinkedIn learning. Mm-hmm. So there are hundreds of thousands of videos on like career development and java and sql and all these cool tech skills you can you can sit for hours and learn all these things and then add them to your resume so when you are hireable you can really strengthen your skill sets yeah Um, if you don't have access to that there are a ton of free resources i'll send them to you if you want to put them in yeah cool uh, for later and then people can watch free videos Um, sometimes if you watch the whole video and you want to buy the certificate, you can, but the actual video process, the learning is free. Yeah. So that's a really cool resource for, for uh, learners without a lot of financial income. Uh, it's, so one is learn something new if you can. Mm-hmm. The caveat for me is if you can. Um, right. And then after you learn something, then it's make sure your resume is actively speaking to your skill set and your online mm-hmm. portfolio is, is update. Uh, like I was joking with a student in a presentation the other day, the last Friday. And I said, I've even updated my own resume. And the guy was like, why? You, you have a job, you work in a career center. Like, why would you update? I was like, because I use my resume all the time. Yeah. And so he was asking me like, what was the line that you, that you added or what did you do? I was like, well, I added exclusively conduct a virtual advising for students and alumni using Zoom, Google Docs, Google Voice, and other online advising tools to Ensure continuity of services during COVID nineteen, and he was like, "Whoa, that
0: is brilliant, Jeff."
1: So I was like, "I need to make sure that I'm practicing what I preach." So I'm yeah. always updating my resume my my LinkedIn is as current as I can be. Um, but I think that's a really important piece that we make sure that you you can showcase if you have the privilege of of learning or building your own skill set during a downtime.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: think being able to to articulate that is an interview. Uh, I work with a lot of credential students, and a lot of them had mid semester had to turn their class and move it completely online. Yeah. And when I do a practice interview with them, a lot of them forget to tell me anything about that. Wow. And so I'm like, okay, great. I've we've talked for 20, 30 minutes before we do the practice interview. You told me all this great stuff in your fake practice interview shortly after. You told me none of these Nothing, great things about right. you. Yeah. So I think noting that what you have, your experience you have is valuable. And I, Like I said, I do a lot of motivation and pep, pep talking my, my mm-hmm. clients because sometimes you just need someone to say, hey, that's a really good skill. Hey, the fact that you speak Punjabi and Mandarin, you should tell me that in your interview. Uh, yeah, Because that hello. could be really helpful. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but it's just part of who you are. You, sometimes you forget to talk about it. So I think is, I do a lot of listening. As much as I'm talking today, I do a lot of sitting, listening to people's stories, um, especially with like a practice interview. I'll, I'll, often I'll have somebody like yourself give me their answer and then I'll repeat back either what I just heard and they'll go, whoa, that's what I said?
0: Right. Or I'll
1: do it um, with maybe five times more content because they gave me a 15 second answer and I'll come back with a one and a half minute answer right. with all the stuff they've told me previously. Uh, and then put it into a a narrative that makes sense for an interview. And I think hearing someone craft a story about you kind of live is so helpful as a listener or as a learner even to go, oh, that's what I need to make sure an employer knows my skill set.
0: Yeah. Well, it's really – it's a great service to provide to students right now because I think a lot of people don't know – have the expectation on, on how to go into an interview and say those things that they're not necessarily going to pull that out of you. They want to see if you have the capability of pulling it out yourself. And totally. that whole generic, like I, you can appreciate this has cause we've interviewed RAs for years, years after years after years. And so the answers that used to drive me crazy were when people would say like, I want to do this job because I have good leadership skills or because I'm a people person. Well, you've just told me exactly nothing and that used to make me crazy, but I, I get surprised, not, well, I get disappointed when I'm on a search committee now and I still get an answer like that. It's like, hello, you know, this is not a paraprofessional position. You're you're interviewing for a full-time classified or management position. And this is what you have to offer. It just makes me sad.
1: Uh, yeah, I, w- I would echo that. The So going from a generic sentence on your resume or a generic sentence on your cover letter or a generic response in your interview. Yeah. All those things, I go back to like, I've, I have no degree in counseling, but I'm married to a counselor. So I go back to all of my like difficult conversations, counseling content in my head. And like, what, where is that coming from? That's what I want to know. Uh, yeah. why, why, why is this the response that you're giving me in this scenario? And I think part of it is that it, it's it's upbringing. It's how you talk about yourself. Um, I do a, like a fake exercise with students about like, hey, tell me five great things about your best friend. And they like, list them immediately. I'm like, great, uh-huh. tell me five great things about yourself. And then they go silent.
0: Wow, that's a great exercise. I love yeah, that.
1: Yeah, I, I, I picked up a fake version of that. For, I've kind of annotated it, but almost all of them are like, "Oh my gosh, my best friend does this, and she's great at this, and he does this, and you know, have all these wonderful things." And I'm like, "Great, let's talk. Let me. Can we make a list?" And I do it with them actively. Five great things about yourself that you want an employer to know, regardless of what they ask you in an interview, and people choke. Wow. Because we, we're not oftentimes depending on your culture you're especially non-american cultures you're not usually used to talking about yourself right and well ever for some people uh,
0: right <laughs> that's so and true so,
1: as we're trying to build up students to be what i call the straight white man approach uh tell me all the great things about yourself and don't be shy uh-huh <laughs> uh it's really hard for a lot of people and i work at a h it's uh, chico states an hsi a Hispanic serving institution so uh-huh. a lot of my Latino yeah. students are really uncomfortable with this and not to generalize but it's kind of a general statement that a lot of my, my students are like, that feels really uncomfortable, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Like you're right, you're, you're interviewing in a world that may or may not be set up for you. So let's talk about what that means and how to get past it. And wow, like, let's talk about the word assimilation. What does that mean? Um, yeah, Because that's a, a real portion of a lot of people's interviewing experience that maybe have never either had a parent that interviewed, a friend that have interviewed in a professional capacity, shy have like, hey, yeah, my friend could do this job. You should hire her or him. Uh, this whole process of like applying and interviewing and putting on your credentials and talking about how wonderful you are and then being vulnerable and authentic, like it's it's a lot.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. a lot. And it's really
1: scary. So if you, you're not used to it or like for me, I do it daily. Uh, it takes time. Mm-hmm. And so I try and be overly patient with students, especially returning students, I think are some of the most the most challenging because they're, they've been in industry for 20 years and now they've gone back to school and they want to do something totally different. Yeah. And they often think, oh, my 20 plus years of experience doing something else doesn't relate to me as a teacher, as an engineer, as a whatever. And they forget to talk about their whole life before. yeah. And there's so much value to that. Or mm-hmm. stay-at-home parents. like I, I can pull so many transferable skills from stay-at-home parenting. And how difficult that is as someone who's a, a COVID home parent. Yeah. It's terribly difficult to stay yeah. at home. And as a parent of a single – or as a child of a single parent, it, it's, it's tough. And if you, can take, if you can articulate your transferable skills during tough times, I think you'll nail it in your interview.
0: I could not agree more. And I mean, I teach that too. Um, I don't know. I, I'll send you this. I uh, I launched a podcast mini course on developing your resume into cool. a skills-based, a functional-based resume. And I think like that has definitely been the key to me always having a job. Like I've never not gotten a job. I might not have gotten the job that was top of my list, but I always got something. And I definitely equate that to having a functional resume that speaks specifically to the skills and the things I'm capable of bringing. This is how I'll add value to your organization as opposed to here's all the places I've worked and the day-to-day tasks that I did. Cause I just don't think that's relevant anymore. Um, Especially for a person that's looking to make a change like that returning student who did, you know, nursing for 20 years and doesn't like it anymore. So now they want to teach music. Okay. Well, it's not that you have to throw all that nursing away, but what are the the soft skills that came out of that that now contribute to your desired career as a music educator, that type of stuff? So,
1: so that's a great example. I think the one I use often with students are military.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: so um, O-Net, it's a really good source for, I think it's called Crosswalk, if I if I ha- have it right in my head. And it, what it does is you can plug in any branch of military in any position that you've had, It'll list out all of your, in, in military speak and shorthand, what you did, uh-huh. and then it'll write essentially transferable skills you can speak in civilian talk on how wow. to describe your military experience to everybody else. That is super cool. It's an awesome skill that I, that I, that I stumbled across in a, in a class one day. I was like, this is so helpful for veterans as a, you know, a, yeah. you're, you're a military brat, yes?
0: Uh, no, but I'm a military sibling. All of my sibling. siblings That's have been, is. um, have been, uh, in the military.
1: So, so perfect. So that was what made me think of this is the, your connection to the military. When I'm talking with career change you know, 20 years, in the military, they go back and get a degree on their, uh, veterans bill. And now they're trying to do uh, accountant. Right. But they're like, I flew a chopper for 20 years and I jumped out to go save people in the coast guard into, into raging waters. How right. does that make me a good accountant? I'm like, have you ever worked under pressure? <laughs> yeah. You know, you're resilient. You ever met a timeline? Oh yeah, my gosh.
0: You have confidence. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So we have to piece out like a lot of like I said, a lot of it's listening, a lot of piecing out what you've done. Uh-huh. And then taking those transferable pieces and making them relevant to whatever industry that you want to go into, which is for me thrilling. It's like a new puzzle uh-huh. every day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things about career change that's really exciting if you can embrace it that way. And I think that that's, that's part of what makes, what makes people who want to change careers successful is they have to be comfortable with the uncertainty of it all and they have to be excited about taking the risk, um, which is huge. Like, that's a really huge thing to tell yourself, I'm going to do this and actually do it.
1: And it's really scary and that resistance yeah. to change is just... Like I go back to the, like change cycle wheel of like contemplating change and actively uh-huh. making change. And then, you know, relapse and all, you know, it's <laughs> called, all these thought processes with change is just exhausting for so, for so many people. I, I, yeah. I would venture to say most. And so, yeah, making that first step is really like just telling yourself, Hey, I think I want to make a change. Mm-hmm. A- applies to that person who can get to that first step before getting to step eight or whatever, before you right. actually make that change. yeah, It's a lot. It is it a is. lot.
0: It absolutely is. Um, okay, what three pieces of advice would you offer up to someone who's worried about finding work in the current economy?
1: Um, one, you're not alone. Beautiful. Uh, I think it's a, it's a very real feeling that you can't, it's difficult to find employment, and people aren't hiring. That feeling is real. Whether mm-hmm. it's accurate or not, I think you gotta acknowledge that feeling. Um, num- number two, I think my response would be utilize your resources. So for for college students, I, I work exclusively with the college student and alumni crowd. Utilize your, your career center. And for Chico State, you have free alumni resources for life. And a lot of schools have free or or limited versions of career resources as a university alumni. Now, if you don't, if you're not yeah. a university alumni, that's okay. You could use your uh, employment development center or some sort of local resource. Maybe your library has a has a resource. But one, acknowledge your feelings. Two, find your resources, and then three, make a plan. Yeah. So, okay, here's all my resources. Three would be like, what's my end goal? Do I want to do the same thing I was doing before, but maybe I have to move, or do I want to do something totally different? Do I want to try and transition? Is this time to go back to school again? Like whatever that plan is, make that make write it out, spell it out, email yourself notes and just make that plan to make that change because once you once you make that self commitment, I think your success rate is so much higher than just kind yes. of dreaming about it in our heads.
0: Absolutely. Jeff, we need to lead a mastermind together someday. I'm telling you, <laughs> it's 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 meant to happen. I mean, absolutely meant to happen. All right, let's do some rapid fire. Are you ready?
1: Yeah, let's do it. These
0: are my little short end of interview questions that I like to throw out there and just, you know, I don't Slide know, in. see where people are. <laughs> so would you rather have a Coke or a Pepsi? Mm, Coke. That's my, that's my Jeff. Okay. Would you rather have cake or pie? Cake. <laughs> coffee absolutely. or tea?
1: Tea. I don't drink coffee.
0: Would you rather go to a movie or watch your favorite show on TV?
1: Movie, hands down.
0: Do you like alternative rock or classic rock?
1: Oh, 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 oh. soft rock, guilty pleasure, like Hall and Oates. <laughs> okay, but if, I, if, if I had to choose, I'd say classic rock.
0: Okay. So I think I know the answer to this next question. Is it yes, Neil Diamond or no, Neil Diamond?
1: Oh yeah, totally yes. Neil Diamond. Yes,
0: All the time, Neil Diamond. Yes. And in the hopes that we get to have a major league baseball season this year, are you national league or American league?
1: Ooh, I don't watch soccer. Baseball. Jeffrey. Uh, This is my go-to response for all things sports related. Uh, I am 6'6", and I played basketball my whole life. And I haven't watched a sport event since I was like 17 and a half.
0: Wow. I did not know this.
1: Yeah. It's like a every young man was to <laughs> high five me over the most recent sports thing. And I couldn't tell you a damn thing. Like my my last knowledge is like about the Sacramento Kings when Vlade Divac was smoking on the sidelines. Like that's oh my, my, God. my only, <laughs> like I, Tommy Lasorda. Like I, I know who he is. I my, my sports reference knowledge, McPeak, is so dated. I don't That's know a hilarious. damn thing. So if oh I had to pick, gosh. I would say, uh, National League? But there I could, I could you barely, go. barely tell you the difference.
0: <laughs> that is so funny. Okay, <laughs> so the final segment question. This is a brand, brand new thing. So when I was in college, when I was a graduate level hall director, I had an RA, and he and I made up this list, and we called it the little things that piss us off. And it's basically <laughs> like – something in, that's inherently silly about people that frustrates you. So my example that I give is I can't stand it when people replace the toilet paper and it's rolling over the roll. I want it to roll under the roll. So what's one of those little things for you?
1: First off, I would strongly disagree. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, my, I think the one drives me absolutely nuts is being in a grocery store, going down an aisle and having someone leave their cart mid-aisle and uh-huh. they're a hundred yards away trying to find some obscure item. And then I feel like I have to holler at you or move your weird cart purse to the left <laughs> or right and I have to touch your stuff. I don't know. It makes me feel uncomfortable. And I'm totally okay with conflict. I just feel like I'm, I'm shopping for food and your cart's totally like, I don't know, yucking my yum right now.
0: That's hilarious. I guess if that's the
1: only thing I have to be really frustrated with, that's it. You know
0: what? That's a good one. I like that one. See when (laughs) when I'm done with this show and I move to a different show, that'll be one of the books I publishes. It's called (laughs) little things that piss us off and then yours will be in there and it'll have your name, Jeff Harrington.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, Don't get me wrong. I'm totally a perpetrator of that as well.
0: (laughs) Jeff, if people want to connect with you, see your career development videos, um, find you on LinkedIn. Where can we, where can we connect with you?
1: Sure. Totally. Um, I I give people a couple places. One, if you find the Career Center for Chico State, uh, go to our staff about me. It's an easy way to find my my work email. It's jbherrington at csuchico.edu. You can email me that way. I'm always on that. Um, My career development videos are linked on our website underneath career development videos or our Chico State Instagram, Chico State Career Center. You can find that handle super easily. Uh, That's probably the best way to connect with me because I'm on my work email way too often. And so did I did you a pretty, learn pretty good nothing response.
0: from me, Jeffrey?
1: <laughs> well here's the thing. I actually turn it off now. Oh good. So I, I I'm really good at email, but I check I so the four hour work week also sticks with me. Yeah. I'm like a three three time a day email checker. Okay. I check it when I get to work. I know I, you know, four day four hour work week doesn't actually suggest that but I check around when I get to work. I do one right after lunch and mm-hmm. right from like 4 to 5 before i go home and then pff, i ignore like the play until i get back from work the next day. All
0: right, now i feel 1000% better. I'm very proud. Okay, good. Of you. That yeah, is Yeah, really
1: the, the housing professional in me doesn't check it at 9, 10, 11, 12 p.m. Oh
0: yeah, no. And you um, never I mean, took you never took your computer home with you either. No. Yeah. I didn't no. get i didn't get away with that and you know why. So yeah. anyway, <laughs> we we'll leave it at that. Jeff, thank you so much for coming back to elevate your eight. It is always a a blessing and a pleasure and an honor to connect with you um yeah we've been through the ringer but it's all good and i'm really happy to see what you're doing right now and helping our young students figure out who they are and what they want to be so again thanks for sharing all of your wisdom with us today
1: absolutely thanks for having me